This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot. <laughs> I appreciate your pause so I can... <laughs> See, that's, a, that's for a clean edit. This is, this is the cold open, but... <laughs> Like, if I knew a little bit more, I could really zing ya. Lift off. What I was going to say was, uh, I feel like I miss you so much more now that you're close enough to get to. (laughs) When you were in Vermont, I was like, I miss them pretty much always, but now it's more, it's like more, it's definitely more tangible. I'm just out of reach. (laughs) Yeah. And also like the other day you texted me, I miss you. And I was like, it's funny because I miss you too, but also like we FaceTime once a week and also text every day. (laughs) Still like, my friends. We're doing great. I'm really proud of us. We're we're my friends. One day we'll, uh, I was driving, when I was driving today, I was thinking about how we're going to have a rave soon. I hope so soon. Uh, And I I know that I live in a place where uh, loud music is probably not appreciated or encouraged, despite what all of my neighbors may or may not do. Uh, And I was considering if we could do, if it would be possible for us to do one of those like headphone discos. Um, but I think you have to, (laughs) I think you have to have like your own airwaves, your own radio channel. Like, I don't know that you and I could Bluetooth connect to the same thing at once, but I'm willing to try my ultimate DJ fantasy. We could join a playlist and, but I want to make the playlist. Yeah, of course. And then just hit play at the same time. Ah, yeah. And then it would just run through a playlist. I suppose. The shop, the, the surprise, the surprise is half the fun. You tweeted the other day that like people who shuffle are the devil, and I would like you to say more about that. <laughs> Before we do that, let me introduce us. You are currently listening to Free Live Cams. That's right, Free Live Cams, <laughs> a podcast where two queer ding dongs <laughs> talk about all kinds of things including but not limited to being queer ding-dongs. <laughs> That's pretty much it so far. Uh, this is episode two. Today is July 18th. Uh, if you haven't listened to episode one, we may make some general allusions to it today, uh, but really we're not going to spoil anything. So if you started here, go back and listen to episode one. It's one. It's a one episode backlog. Unless you're listening in like 2025 then you should still listen from the beginning probably skip episode one you should still listen to episode if if it's 2025 and you're listening to episode two start at episode one (laughs) that's an excellent point uh my name is jay i use they them pronouns i am currently extremely sweaty wearing swag from my other favorite podcast and my final i am is that i would give my left nut to go to a baseball game (laughs) Um, I'm Haley. I also use they, them programs. I am currently wearing a cutoff Taco Bell t-shirt. And, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't have any nuts to give <laughs> for today. I almost just did a full spit take on my computer, which would have abruptly stopped this recording. Uh, I it's uh, it's very hot. Uh, so what I was tweeting the other day, uh, I was trying to listen to an album because one of the politics podcasts I listen to, they'll play a song as just outro music copycats on their Patreon episodes of the podcast. And I've been collecting all of them into a playlist and I've been kind of like hyper fixating on it. So I was listening to an album that includes one of the songs on the playlist and I don't, I don't shuffle anything. And shuffle had been turned on, and it took me two attempts to turn it off because I I turned off turned on repeat instead of shuffle. So it was shuffling through all of the albums, and I was like, I got so mad, like so inappropriately beyond the pale mad. And I just tweeted, "If you listen to music on shuffle, you're actually evil." It's and I believe that. Well, I I agree with you very strongly, but only in some circumstances. Like, I'm a very strong believer of the album. Um, like front to back mm. and album yeah, a CD too. is something that like I personally hold holy um, and I don't know because you couldn't shuffle compact discs. well and I don't know a lot of other people that feel that way still and that's like a very strong belief that I have that like I listen to a lot of albums front to back um, and like a lot you know people shuffling through albums I do um, and I also know people who will like put their albums on shuffle, which is also not something I do. I'm someone who wants to listen to this and then I want to listen to that. Uh, and I have picked it in that order. And then the other thing that I'll do is I'm very into like making playlists is something I'm really like deeply passionate about. Same. And I have two, but at like, I used to only do it one way and now I, <laughs> I used to make mix CDs uh, for this girl <laughs> that I wasn't dating in high school. <laughs> Gay. Oh, yeah. Um, I also do it for a lot of my friends. I did it for um, a lot of my very close friends when we were in college, like full out album art, track list, whole thing. Um Absolutely. Still gay, but, um, you know. I, was, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it. Absolutely was- still gay. Um, but <laughs> um, I think it's really important that, like, the flow is the most important part of it. Like, I s- spend so much time, like, picking the songs isn't isn't the hardest part. Deciding what yeah. order the songs go in and how they flow into each other. And, like, I have been listening to a lot of my own playlists lately because I'm working in the Adirondacks and I have no service. So I've been cycling through things I've made that I downloaded. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll come up on something and I'll be like, oh, you, you really did it. This song ends with that word and the next <laughs> song starts with that word. Or That's pretty I I pretty take legit. it very, very seriously. Um, and it's fun for me. I enjoy it. So I have that kind of playlist. And those usually end up being like 45 minutes, an hour. I have a couple that are like three hours, no judgment. But... Um, there are a new sort of playlist I've adopted lately that like with the, I don't want to say the death, but the, the decrease in popularity <laughs> of like straight up radio. And then in addition to that, yeah. like online radio, like fuck Spotify radios. I have no interest in them. Um, please don't cancel my Spotify account. I'm sorry, government agents. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, with like 
the come down of Pandora and also like local Ugh. radio. Um, shout out to the dinosaur in Syracuse. Um, but like that lack of control of like what comes next, I've started to mm. come up with not necessarily playlists, but like my own like radios that are like a bunch of songs that sort of fit in a genre. I was telling you about my summer playlist. Like those are most of them that like, yeah, it's five or six hours of music and it fits a mood and I'll shuffle mm. those. Because it's, yeah. like, my own personal radio. It's all songs I like. They all go together. Um, <laughs> but that's really the only thing I find acceptable to shuffle. If you shuffle albums, we don't want you as a listener. Please leave. I don't, I don't understand. I just don't get it. No, me either. I just don't. I just don't get it. Like, I don't have any, like, I don't know anyone who does that. Don't introduce me to anyone who does that. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that dead air and it's me being outraged. No, that's and fine. Upset. Um, it's actively upset. I did some really interesting reading, probably like a year ago now, about how like the demise of the album has changed the music business because now it's much more lucrative mm-hmm. for people to be releasing a single, a single, an EP, a single, an EP of like constant release rather than we're going to take a year and release an album. We're going to take two years and release an album or whatever. And like, there are things I like about that. And then also I wish that wasn't how things were happening anymore. Um, But, you know, big wheel keep on turning. I also feel like I went through a phase where I was without fail listening to my Spotify Discover Weekly playlist every single Monday morning at work. Like, I would get through my normal, like, 45 minutes of bullshit every morning and then be like, okay, I'm going to do an extended sort of... I'm going to do Monday morning project work. And I would run my weekly playlist. And it it's so funny because, you know, sometimes you'll mess it up where, like, you listen to Down With The Sickness too many times and all of a sudden your Discover playlist is totally ruined for a week. And then it's like, ugh, okay, fine. Um, but usually it's like scary good like knows me better than anyone I've ever dated kind of good it's terrifying like it's so scary sometimes how good it is but I always whenever it's it's clearly not effective it's emotionally effective in in that sense but I never I'll go to listen to the artists on the playlist and I'll be like wow this is the best song on the album like this is the song that I like the most. This is the song that's the most genre. And this is the problem that I'm having with this random collection of, of songs that I've been compiling into this playlist. Is that I've now I've now gone through two full albums and in both cases it's like absolutely the only track in the album that I really vibe with. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I was hoping to rediscover or discover something new. Like I heard something the other day about um like you stop listening to music after you turn 25 or you stop listening to new music after you turn 25, like what you grow up with and then what you like listen to in college. And I, I think it's probably easier to discover music now because of services like Spotify, but it also just got me thinking of like my Lana Del Rey playlist that I built based on Spotify. I know, never forget. Uh, or I, I built based on Pandora Radio. Every time I liked a song, I would run the Pandora Radio for Lana Del Rey, and then 
steal the songs onto a Spotify playlist, which I now curate separately from Pandora. Um, but it was like, it's one of my first Spotify playlists. Um, I have a running playlist. I don't know where this started. This had a point. Oh, it's only, it's the same music. I haven't, and like people, I, I, everyone we know works in the music industry or in education in some capacity. Uh, so like there's new music, there's music being recommended to me. There are, there are bands that Jackie and Jimmy listen to that I've never heard of before and we'll listen to them and I'll be like, Oh, this is good. This is great. I'm enjoying this. And I'm like, actually, I'm just going to listen to my Lana Del Rey four hour (laughs) mood music instead. See, I've come up (laughs) against a very different, like Spotify Discover never really did it for me in that it Mm. was either pandering in such a way that it was like pulling up stuff I already knew or exactly that it was like, Mm. I've heard of this. I know this is the one good song and I don't like the rest of it. Um, and then I also ran into the problem. Like, I don't mean to be like, I'm pushing up my glasses right now. I don't mean to be like, um, well, my music taste is too wide ranging, but like, I really do hit a lot of genres in a week, like depending on how I'm feeling, even in a day sometimes, but like pretty much throughout a week, I I I go, I go both broad and deep in a lot of ways. Um, and it, it was just come up with chaos so like right when it came out, I was very into it um, and I would like check it every week. And that also I was like, I was, I think like a junior in college at that time. So I didn't, I had tried to be like, I'm going to listen to this every week. And like, I just didn't have the time. Um, yeah. And then I, once I did, um, it just, it doesn't do it for me. Um, you know, so. Here's a, here's a question that someone asked me in grad school. And when I answered, they were like, yeah, I knew that about you. Um, if you're listening and remember this conversation, I'm glad that you remember it because it was funny. Uh, I was asked, do you listen to music to make you feel bad or do you listen to certain music when you feel bad? <laughs> so I'm not really someone that will listen to music to make me feel bad. I do have a couple of friends that are like, I'm sad. I'm going to listen to sad music <laughs> and like... I'm laughing because it's true about me. I'm not laughing at the people you know. This. <laughs> you are, you're actually not the person I was thinking of. Um, if you uh, if you are listening and you think it's you, hello. Um, <laughs> um, that's really not something I do. Um, I don't listen to a lot of outright like sad music. Yeah. Um, but you know, once in a while it comes up. But like I. I hit a lot of like genres and if I'm upset, it's usually more on the like cathartic, like screamy side and not like, I don't do really screamo, screamo stuff either. But like, if I'm like angry, it'll be like girl punk, like meh. Or like, if I'm like really, really in it, I'll listen to some like sad or folky stuff. But like, I know like, uh, my, my garbage example is like, Julian Baker is really, really sad, or like Death Cab for Cutie is really sad. Well, I don't listen. My so I listened to Death Cab for Cutie when I was like sad and in high school. Um, so did I. My mom really likes it now. She <laughs> loves Death Cab, um, and she'll always be like, "It's fall. It's time to listen to um, what's the one with the the crow on the Transatlanticism. front?" Yeah, she's like, "It's fall. It's time for transatlanticism." And I was like, "Listen, I know you're like moody because it's fall, but I was like." clinically depressed um so i don't want to listen to it please turn this off like 
Ooh, 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 we'll bring it to the pod. You and I have had this conversation millions of times, bringing it to the podcast. Transatlanticism, you get one skip. My skip is Sound of Settling. You're wrong. Fuck the Sound of Settling. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You are incorrect. Uh, no. First of all, it's Death of an Interior Designer is the skip. You're wrong. It breaks up the entire emotional setup of the back half of the album. It, See, I feel similarly about Sound of Settling. Who the fuck asked for ba-ba? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> But in the beginning of the album, it makes more sense. No. Ugh. Ugh. I love Death of the Interior Decorator. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been Free Live Cams, and this is our (laughs) final episode. It has been such a pleasure. It has been such a treat, a real honor to get to know you as an audience and for you to get to know us. But now it seems like you've gotten, you know too much. We'll be going separate ways. Um, I know in our first episode that uh, we said we do not take listener questions. Uh, However, if you would like to submit your answer. Your listener answers. Yeah. What track do you skip on uh, transatlanticism? We'll be accepting answers uh, on our Twitter DMs. Uh, Please follow us at FreeLiveCams. And uh, let us know what track you skip when you're depressed. (laughs) Uh, Yes. My transit. What's our Twitter handle? We are at FLC Podcasts on Twitter. No, podcast, singular podcast, because we are singular. We, well, the two of us, we are Legion, but the podcast is singular. <laughs> FLC Podcast on Twitter. Free live cam podcasts. Pot- Oof, woof. Okay. Um, please DM us on Twitter with what tracks you would like please. to f- skip on Transatlanticism. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. We're everywhere. We're on Facebook? I, I made us a Facebook page. A page. Uh, shortly, we will have a Spotify. Yes. And then all... Uh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. That's how I want to end this conversation. So... Are we um, done? In co- <laughs> No, but I'm thinking about this right now, so we're going to talk about it. You keep going. I want to end it with us introducing our Spotify, but it makes sense right now. I was just going to say, I only listen to transatlanticism because of someone named... Who I had a crush on in high school. So if you're listening... If this makes it back to you, please call me because we should have dated and we never did. And it's a huge bummer. This is something I'm going to cut out of the podcast. Fair enough. And now we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard a nice redaction piano sound as I cut out me talking about some personal business. Haley's going to now talk about our Spotify. Did I let you introduce yourself? I'm so sorry. I introduced myself. Okay, good. Um, I did. I did been 20 minutes i don't i don't know what happened 20 minutes ago um so everybody uh we've really been thinking about um what sort of segments we'd like to include um within our episodes each week and rather than have uh we're still going to keep our song of the week uh but rather than bump up against copyrights every week we're going to include one short teaser segment that seems to tie into whatever our theme is and i'm hoping to set us up a spotify account and include a short playlist that would be in our podcast notes probably uh about between eight to 12 songs usually and maybe jay would even make us some guest podcasts some guest podcasts some just guest playlists some guest playlists if we're lucky or we can theme them uh you know i was thinking i i was driving today so i had a lot of time to think um i'll do my best thinking when i'm driving maybe it's probably not safe but (laughs) 
Um. <laughs> I mean, it's better than like dissociating and losing control of your vehicle, which has happened to me also, before. So, <laughs> also true. Also true. Um, but uh, you know, it would be fun to do a a Haley edition, J edition, top songs of 2020, things like that. Once we, mm-hmm. once the year comes to an end, and we've continued on with this harebrained project. Um. <laughs> but anyway, I would like to like to give us a short playlist every week on the theme. So very good. Um, yes, my end of the year Spotify uh, roundup that they've been doing the last couple of years has been really great. I feel like they should just tell me I'm gay. Every year. <laughs> my artist of the decade was Nine Inch Nails, which is very on brand. Um, but also my like second artist of the decade was Glenn Gould because I listened to the Goldberg Variations so much. <laughs> It was a major, major call out. (laughs) I only just last year found out that Glenn Gould is hot. Yo, dog. That's why everybody likes him so much. I was like, everybody's so into Glenn Gould. Like, I guess he plays Beethoven. Like, he's fine. So does everybody else. Like, whatever. No, he was Um, perfect. He's moody. He got into it with a bunch of people. And I only last year Google imaged him and found out he is incredibly attractive. He's Smoking um, hot. So if you haven't Google image Glenn Gould, do it. please do so now. Do it. Stop the podcast. Stop what you're doing. Uh, no, he also um, <laughs> got arrested for like bathing in a fountain once. He's also Canadian. Uh, he also was incredibly intellectual. And that's why he did two. It's one of the reasons why he did two recordings of the Goldberg Variations. Um he makes tempo decisions in the second recording to sort of proportionalize things in a way which is really cool and interesting. And he also was on the forefront of recording technology. That's he cool. would put microphones. Um, I brought a book from my grad school thesis advisor. Um, he would put microphones in the hall at different intervals so he could remix the crescendo. So he would take like from he would take the audio from the back of the hall and then from the closer, closer, closer to the stage until the mic right in the piano. And so he could maintain a consistent volume or play an actual crescendo, but the listener would be able to hear it because he took the sweep from the hall. Uh, to um, cool. paraphrase Paris Hilton, that's hot. hot. He was smart. He was a, that's he was hot. a smarty pants. I think that's our takeaway from this project uh, <laughs> is that Glenn Gould is hot Stop. in both uh, aesthetically and in musical choices, yeah. intellectually. I'm stimulated. Major babe. What were we talking about? What were you talking about? Spotify. Oh, Spotify top of the year artist. My Spotify oh, year yeah. end just told me I was gay. <laughs> um, exclusive of Glenn Gould, but that's okay. It's great. I just poured a bunch of water in myself. I like your they them sticker. Thank you. I bought it at a store after. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> we just like had to get out. We like ran an errand and ended up at the mall. It was wild, and I was in hot it was like hot topic or the the um. I would like a they them sticker only from Hot Topic. The DVD store? What did it used to be called? Whatever. It's FYI oh, yeah. Eyeball now or whatever. 
FYE, whatever, yeah. yeah. But I got it at the counter, and the guy was like, just so happy. Like, that grin that I just did was intimidating. The guy, he was just, like, so proud of me for buying this sticker. It was great. I also bought a Buttercup sticker for my laptop. Excellent. So I'm going to take this as our our check-in. It's been a couple days since we've chitter-chattered. I'm still in New York. Haley's upstate. It's hot. Hopefully it's not this hot when this episode goes out. It was... It's hot. I went running this morning and had to stop every 15 minutes and just, like, sweat and wipe my eyes. Like, daintily. Just. <laughs> it was um, one of my... This is uh, my favorite time of year to do long drives. Yeah. Uh, because I can have the music all the way up, the windows all the way down, and just cruise it. Um and I didn't learn to drive until very late in life. And I really, something I really and truly have embraced with my whole heart and gut is driving with all my windows down with really loud music, yes. um, which I do a lot of the year, regardless of the weather. <laughs> but it is, I personally find it to be most pleasurable uh, in the upper 80s, low 90 degrees. Um, just uh, driving without a shirt on also, excellent. Would recommend. I want to take a little vacation and I want to do a road trip because it's the only kind of real traveling we can do. Uh, I would like to get a convertible. Wow. A little, a whip, as the kids say. Did I say that? I don't know. I've never met a kid. I was not a kid. I was a kid for like four years. You were not a child. I was a kid from zero to four. And then I was a grown ass adult a fully formed man it's horrible this is actually a a decent segue uh yeah let's let's hit it let's let's is there anything else we need to talk about um do i should i rehash where i am we can do that at the end where you are where what do you mean i'm physically in a different place doing this weird thing you mentioned it earlier you can talk about it now if you want to no doesn't really matter okay Nobody deserves to know where I am. I like I like maintaining an air of mystery. Unlike me, who last time I gave an explicit triangulation. <laughs> so I'll probably can't keep talking about the edits, which is something I said last time, but it's also something I referred to earlier. But uh, I, I, I think it's interesting. I will probably cut what we talked about earlier, I think, in the context of whatever we were talking about. But um, we recorded on Tuesday. Today is Saturday. No, it was Wednesday. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I have no idea. We lost it. We, we had a whole, a whole convo on quarantine, and I spent maybe, the lost maybe 25 minutes talking about where I live because I was talking about the farmer's market because I was talking about the cute girl who sells apples at the farmer's market. Cute girl at the farmer's market who sells apples. DM us. Uh, DMJ. Don't DM me. And, uh, yeah, so, anyway... Don't tell people on a podcast where you live or where you work or what you do. Well, what you do yeah, is Yeah, they, they slowly triangulated where they were as, as the conversation <laughs> went on. Was... Um, so maybe it's for the best that that episode is lost. Yeah. Uh, if anyone gives half a crap, I've been uh, working in the middle of nowhere in the Adirondacks uh, doing some restoration and construction on a 25-room clubhouse from 1898 so cool. on a lake 
that used to be owned by a robber baron and uh, in the 30s... I also used to be owned by a robber baron. (laughs) ...repossessed by said robber baron's son uh, who donated it in the 80s and it usually functions as a uh, socially justice-oriented artist residency. Uh, And I have some friends who had been planning on working here and then the pandemic hit and uh, one of them is a structural engineer and the other one does some um, mutual aid organizing. And they said, hey, um, would you be interested in helping us out for the summer? And I said, absolutely. And so it's been very cool to be sort of off the grid and uh, learning some new things and not talking to anyone for a few weeks. It's been an interesting change of pace to my honestly lack of quarantine because before this I had been an essential worker so this has been pretty cool who knows what's going to happen next that's the good part and now I would like to uh roast you because (laughs) I feel like some somewhere in your robber baron comment there's a joke (laughs) I appreciate your pause so I can (laughs) see that's that's for a clean edit this is this is the cold open but (laughs) Like, if I knew a little bit more, I could really zing you. But um, just know that, like, in my heart, like, you being owned by a robber baron immediately triggered, like, three or four different jokes. <laughs> I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> so, it's summer. It's July. There's no really good segue here. Um, what we really want to kind of hash out and get into today is the fact that earlier this week was Non-Binary Awareness Day. Boop, 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 boop. See us, bitch. Boop, 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 boop. See us. We are here. We are here. We are here. See us before we, before we disappear into the ether when it's no longer our awareness. It was also, it was day, but also week. I didn't know this was happening until some Instagram accounts that I follow that are non-binary and queer focus started tweeting about it which is great uh and it just reminded me i mean i'm not gonna give any spoilers for episode one go back and listen to episode one but we were talking last week a little bit about having the language to define ourselves and that's sort of my my immediate thinking of like it's nice to have a week. It's nice to have a day so you can promote yourself and promote your brand and I feel I felt good that about sort this of shit, too, you know what I mean? Because I I don't know, coming out day makes me feel kind of cagey usually because it's a lot of pressure on me, on yeah. other people, on youth on people in unsafe situations um and like I'll, I'll obviously like by all means like if you're someone who gets to celebrate like celebrate but um i have the same sort of feelings about like capital p pride um aside from like the capitalist garbage surrounding it like that's not a feeling i've ever really had and anytime i had tr- <laughs> i had asked my ex-girlfriend one time if she ever wanted to if she wanted to go to pride and she said yeah but not with you so those are my feelings surrounding pride. It's a really difficult issue for me. But I'm going to leave in 
me elbowing my desk in rage. We can see if that makes the final cut or not, but it might as well. Um, So I have some really difficult feelings surrounding capital P Pride. I've never been. uh, Maybe one day I'll go, but... I also, rad. as a as a like person, regardless of my gender or sexuality or whatever, like I I believe that I would feel this way no matter what. Um, I often come up with that it's nobody's fucking business. Mm. So, I think yeah, it's a tough balance to strike because I feel very similarly. I think, well. This conversation is not that conversation. No, it's but, not. But and no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, this conversation is not a conversation about. Maybe it can be. I'm say I'm I going a bunch of different I think, ways. I think gender essentialism is evil and bad and harmful. Yes. And I feel that way. Because I see myself as outside of gender. And so I wonder about like things not being anyone's business. I don't owe anyone an explanation, certainly not an apology, and certainly not education. But I also feel like I'm going to be perceived no matter what as a person with this body and so like I feel that I I had lost you know what I mean it's, I love to it's be contradictory like, I love a good old well you thought this hey fuck you buddy me too. uh yeah but especially as I'm everyone's problematic favorite contrarian friend so <laughs> as um, I know that feeling very well both of our physical appearances have changed over the past mm. however many years like going through how I am perceived yeah. how other people react to me and how yeah. I respond to them has been very interesting um but to try and keep us on topic a little bit um so you said you feel very outside of gender what does non-binary mean to you uh something I've been thinking about that is directly related to this question for a variety of reasons that we will get into at some other point um so I have this a note on my phone that I uh, just pulled up actually to look at because it's I've I mentioned this in our last episode, but during quarantine because I don't speak to people or spend time with people as much, I um, get mentally, verbally, and orally fixated on things, and writing things down helps that go away. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes. So I have this whole note of, that's literally just called thoughts on my phone where I'm just like, this thing made me really fucking angry today, or like I'll pull up my journal and write some things down. Um, but what I, what I wrote down as far as the non-binary label and why it's important to me is that it's a label that says, I'm not playing this game of gender stereotype. I'm not playing this game of you are born looking like this and therefore you have to do that. And I'm just, I'm opting out of the entire system. I'm not like, I'm not doing this anymore. We don't have to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I haven't wanted to do this for a really long time. I used to get really upset. I have this like one very specific memory when I was maybe eight my middle brother was maybe 10 
And he was just like talking about me while I was in the room, as you do when you're like, as you do just in life. Um, And he kept referring to me as she, 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 like she's doing this and she's doing that. And I was like, I remember just getting really upset and being like, I have a name. Like, this is my name. You will call me my name. And like, it it took me until I was 28 years old to realize it was about gender. Like, (laughs) all of this is my, is how I was being perceived with that three letter S-H-E word. Like, I have not wanted to play this game ever and part of the I was actually another thing I was thinking about is like when I first came out it was like almost exactly a year ago it's like a year ago plus a month um I in my first like coming out post I used the label of gender non-conforming and using shorthand a lot more over the last year I feel more comfortable saying non-binary because my sort of I was afraid, <laughs> I think, of of going whole hog. Um, I also like uh, read that memoir of the sociopath that came out five years ago that everyone was really into for a hot minute. On brand. And <laughs> one on brand, but two circled a passage that was like, I never much identified with my gender because of this, this, and this reason. Like, I was more willing to consider myself a sociopath or someone with sociopathic tendencies than I was to consider myself trans. (laughs) Which, like, wow, is a Rooney. People say transphobia isn't real, and they would be incorrect. (laughs) I remember that. Uh, So I just, like... It's hard to, it's hard for me personally, and I only would ever speak for myself as an individual, speak to relay the opinions of people that I care about who have consented to me doing that. I would never speak for the entire non-binary community, the entire queer community, the entire bisexual community. Like, I, that's not me. I'm never going to do that. It's hard for me because my tiny intellectual part of my brain is still saying, like, you're still giving in to these gender roles by pushing back against them. Like, a quote-unquote woman wearing a suit doesn't have to be masculine. That's just a person in some clothes. How they define themselves is up to them, not anyone else or the clothes that they're wearing. You can use clothing and style and hair to signal, but like a man wearing makeup and doing his nails and doing his hair, like isn't necessarily gender nonconforming unless this person says that they are. Like you don't. But like, we, we happen to live in a society that codes things that yeah. way. And it adds a lot of pressure and rigidity whether or not that's how you personally feel. Right. And so even if you're just like, it is very hot. I'm wearing a dress. I was assigned male at birth, and I identify as a male person, but I'm wearing a dress. People are like, ooh, wow. So provocative, like so bold, so brave to wear a dress on the red carpet. And I'm like, no, dresses are fucking cool. Like, I, I just the whole, like labeling anything by gender is so 
outrageous. It's so, like, I refuse to play. I'm out. I'm done. I'm finished with all this. Like, I want to get top surgery some days. I don't feel like I need to get it. Maybe I do. I don't know. Still kind of wrestling with that idea. But, like, I want to because I want to. And eventually someday I will I will make or not make the decision to. I don't, like... I know. Oh, I'm going in so many different directions. I know I have so many. I have so many. Please take, take, just mute it. Turn it off. Just take it. Go, 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 go. Because I'll just keep screaming. I have so many responses to so many different things you've said, Um, and I'm trying to pick one coherent place to start. any place no I have sorry those are like all of my feelings shit out on the no page that's what right I now. asked for I want all of your feelings shit out on the page um I have I have like responses to all of those things but I don't think I'm gonna remember all of them just riff just go for it would you like me to ask the question back at you mm. would that help you I don't know or you can pick pick a point, any point. Pick a point, any point. Um, yeah, because I kind of feel like I spoke to my... So, why not... I feel like I spoke to my feelings a little bit about it last episode. Um, yeah. So... Say more. Open it up. <laughs> we got the time, baby. This could be a two-parter. This could be a two-parter. I'm keeping all that stuff in the beginning. So. Oh, all that stuff. That was a really important conversation about whether or not we'll, we're still friends if you shuffle albums or not. Um, <laughs> if you're someone who shuffles albums and you listen to that part of the podcast, either change your behavior or stop talking to me. Um <laughs> All of these podcasts are going to open with me cutting someone off from my life. (laughs) Or email us with an explicitly, extremely good reason, and we will be your judge, jury, and executioner. I'll come to your house and beat your ass. I'll do it if that's what you want. Uh, um, Sorry, I keep No, absolutely. That was, no, that was really important, and we had to have it. Um, I like our... I think we have a good balance of like absolute utter bullshit and very serious conversation. <laughs> um, I think so too. This is the only thing I care about. This is all that I think about. Like, sorry, <laughs> I will. I I will just. I have so much. It's all pent up. I've been saving it for this podcast. Uh, um, I'm all alone, and gender is all I think about. Oh, I thought you meant the podcast was all you think about. That's also true. <laughs> it's fifty. It's like. 50-50, but they're all the same. But it's a Venn diagram, and it's just one circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I spend a lot of time thinking about presentation and gender, um, probably more than your average more than your average bear was the um, phrase I was going to use. I love a bear. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to shout out our one specific friend. Moving on. Um you, you know who you are. We're not friends, but I know you identify that way. So, hey. <laughs> last In our last episode, I had spoken a little bit about um, what non-binary means to me personally. Um, if you'd like to listen a little bit more on that, go check out episode one. Um, 
but um, there's only one of them so far. Please listen to please it. Please listen to our episodes. Um, I agree very much that like to me personally, non-binary means not playing the game. I am outside. I am. I have felt such a strong and heavy sense of otherness my entire life. Um, that it's such a relief to finally have words for. And as much as these words are, you know, vindicating somewhat, it also doesn't fully do it justice, um, which is part mm-hmm. of the wonderful thing about it. Like, you know, I can be non-binary one way and you can be non-binary another way, which is very cool. And I had also originally gone for gender non-conforming that way because it, it meant I wasn't playing. I'm not conforming to your rules. Um, can I? Yeah. Just so I'm so sorry to interrupt you really quick. We weren't really talking a ton as you were making these decisions about yourself. And that is not something I want to talk about right now, but it is something I want to acknowledge in this moment and also talk about later because I sort of saw what you were going through from afar and that helped me get to where I am in a really big way. So for later but I just wanted to see you um, that means a lot to me because I I appreciate that a lot um, because I wasn't talking to anybody about it at all yeah so it's really nice that whether or not we were actively connected at that point like somebody saw me is very validating so thank you um yeah so I hadn't um I I wasn't talking to anybody about it at all but it's been really interesting to feel this way now and look back and see that this is a you know a common thread of at least part if not a very large part of why I've felt so outside and othered for so much of my life because you know in college I was like oh I'm gay that's it and like that's really not Mm -hmm. that's really not it it um and that's you know we, we we've said before in in our episode one listen that like we take gay as a very flexible term, meaning not straight. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, that's flexed in a number of different ways in the past few years. But, um, you know, this has sort of been a really common thread. Um, and I know other people take it to mean that they feel either some combination of man, woman, masculine, feminine, whatever, or that some days they feel one way and some days they feel another way. Um, and I really very much feel completely outside of it and completely othered. And there was a while that I had been thinking really strongly about it. And I'm feeling very lucky lately to be in a community of people who most of them are not queer at all or gay or whatever Mm -hmm. or anything. And like a lot of them are a little bit, but really, you know, um, and that's for them to flesh out or whatever, but like they're, you know, yeah. they're all a little left to center. Um, <laughs> I love you guys, but, um, I know two straight people, right? That's um, it. Uh, no, three, <laughs> um, you know, three. they're, they're all three. a little mushy. Um, and, but rather than, you know, as opposed to when I was in college or whatever, and this ties in with my presentation too, that like I had really adamantly been dressing, um, much more masculinely and I had dyed my hair and I had cut my hair and I got all these piercings or whatever um and now I've sort of swayed back to a middle ground like also like I haven't worn a skirt or a dress in 
five years now. And it feels great. I love it. Um, but on the flip side of that, my hair is down to my ass. Like, I have very long hair. Um, and that immediately makes people read me as very feminine, um, regardless mm-hmm. of how I'm dressed, which is usually pretty androgynously um, for the most part, especially in the winter. In the summer, it tends to, it's hot and I have a body. So sometimes it's out and people read that as they do. Um, what Haley means is they dress like a slut. Yikes. Slut. Yikes. Um, yeah, who cares? Provocative? Who gives a fuck? Would you prefer provocative? No. Um. <laughs> I think you're gorgeous. I think you are absolutely stunning and look incredible in anything you've ever put on. So you keep doing what you're doing. You're doing <laughs> this is great. A, a running and I love thread it. on the podcast is I'm hot and Jay has a huge <laughs> crush on me. Um, no, but. That's true. Um, even I'm also hot, but in a different you're way. You're absolutely hot. Um, and then I'm 100 degrees. It's so fucking it's hot so, in my apartment. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dripping sweat right now. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, but it is, that's also like, that's a completely new thing too, is I used to dress very masculinely because it was um, a mm. way to be in, to completely cover my body in a way that was comfortable to yeah. me. And so no one else could say anything about it. I wore a lot of very big, loose layers at once. Um and I never, ever, ever would have dressed the way I was now, uh, the way I do now a lot of the time, either because of the <laughs> trappings of society or because um, mm-hmm. I fucking hate my body. Hated. I don't hate it as mm-hmm. much anymore. And that's so cool. And that's been like a very recent realization is like, we made a lot of peace, me and this meat sack. Uh, and there mm-hmm. is a lot of trauma to be uncovered there. Um, but there's also a lot of Ding progress dang. that's been made. And like, I never, ever, ever would yeah. have ever do that. And I was talking to, uh, I was talking to one of my really good friends <laughs> the other day about um, how wild it is that like, you can just decide to be hot and then you're hot. Um, and that's, that's all it takes. Jay just did a chef's kiss, readers. Incredible. I hope it got picked up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it and then turn the volume way up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but... Um, in terms of my presentation, like how people read me doesn't matter to me as much anymore yeah. because I feel so much more comfortable with who I am circling back to I'm now in this wonderful community of people who accept me however I choose to present that day, which is incredible mm-hmm. and also a horrific foil to the rest of my life where nobody knows anything and... Um, mm-hmm treats me very differently um to your point actually about your brother saying she 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 and call you know you saying i would like to be called by my name uh until very very recently and i still don't love it i absolutely loathe being referred to by name it makes me so uncomfortable Mm. i could never figure out why um and i figured because it was just i didn't want anybody talking about me or referring to me at all which was certainly part of it for a while um, but like I h- hated being referred to by name. I found it incredibly jarring. Um, and it would often, you know, remove me from whatever conversation I was in. Um, and a lot of the time now, um, because I'm not out and haven't been out in any place I've ever worked, we'll have a later episode on queerness at work, friends. Um, when I hear people talking about me when I'm in the room, not in any sort of shady way, but just like, oh yeah, she yeah. said she would do that. I often don't realize that they mean me. Um, 
because mm-hmm. that's not at all how I feel. Um, you know, and it's gets me into trouble sometimes because people think I'm not listening to them and I really just don't recognize that they're talking about me because I'm not she, um, whether they know yeah. that or not. Um, yeah. I feel like there was a couple other points I wanted to make, but that's some of them at least. Yeah. Do you want me to give you some space to think or can I keep talking? You can talk. Should I keep talking? I would like you to talk. Would Okay. Um, I didn't want to just like steamroll if you needed no, a no, minute. No, so. no, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, segueing the conversation. Seating. Seating is the word. Um, I'm seating the conversation. Yeah, I... Well, hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a big one. It's a big one. I, I, I think we should go for like another hour and cut it in half. I'm wow, like, I didn't realize how late it was. I, I'm very in. Uh, it's yeah. It's also been fifty-seven minutes, wow. which is a lot of time Good for us. Yeah. Um, and there's not much that I want to cut out. No, I. <laughs> Oh, spent 25 minutes talking about Spotify. I think that was important, though. <laughs> it's really good. Um, so I was actually... So a good friend of mine... Uh, how to best refer to this human being. Um, I hope he's listening. I really do. Because it would be a great honor if he were listening. But So we were texting about um, preferred TV bundles as, <laughs> as we were discussing, like what are we watching tonight whatever um and I was like oh yeah I love HBO I did the trial you know we were talking about we're talking about studio Ghibli movies now he'll really know that I'm talking about him um and I was like I love HBO and we got around to talking about True Detective and True Detective season one is a show where Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey play themselves but in three different time frames so it was filmed in 2015. So there's a 2015 Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. There's a 2005 Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. And a 1995 Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. I'm literally starting to tear up just thinking about it because I was in a long-term, long-distance relationship that I was feeling less and less secure in. And... I watched the first season of True Detective in like 12 hours and it's like eight or nine hours of TV and I watched it like overnight and the age down to 1995 version of Matthew McConaughey gave me such a dissociative dysphoric depressive episode that I had to cancel a Super Bowl party that I was having it wasn't a big party I just like invited some people over from work and I had like planned to cook and I literally became non-functional because I was just laying on the couch staring at Matthew McConaughey aged down tonight. So it's like he's a little over. He's like very skinny, which is part of it. He's like super high cheekbones, super slim. Like there's one episode where he gets like super drugged out and it's just like, Bleh. and I'm just watching like I don't and I'm like, I I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded about the way this is making me feel. And I think I was probably alone in the apartment that weekend and was just like, couldn't breathe, couldn't move, couldn't do anything. And it was so emotional. And my hair was like a little bit longer than my shoulders. Or no, actually, 
it had been a little bit longer than my shoulders. I cut it to like chin length in the fall. And so this is January. So it's like a little bit longer than chin length now. And I went to my hairstylist the next week and showed her a picture of Matthew McConaughey, true detective, and was like, how close can we get to this? Because I think that's the only thing I can do in the short term to to wrestle with these feelings. And I had a crush on a girl at work, and I was in this relationship with a guy who was living in a place that is not New York, and I just had a crisis, like a like a, a full my like my first real where I let myself feel the gender crisis. And it was because of Matthew McConaughey and True Detective. So Matthew, if you're listening, love you. <laughs> love you, buddy. So um, I am very familiar with that situation. Um, and it has been a constant battle in, I don't mean to be like discovering or uncovering, but um, maybe. No, but also discovering and uncovering. Maybe navigating so cool. and unfolding. Yeah. And, um, Okay. Nav- I'll take navigating it. and unfolding the constant surprises of gender and sexuality mm-hmm. in the past ten years um, is that I am so often like, "Wow, they're so cool!" Like, whatever. I love how that person looks, but like, do I want to be them? Do I want to be with them? Both. Yeah. Um. And in both yeah. swings of that, that's a real that as a I real was, and full as experience. I was coming out of high school and I started seeing um, girls loosely girls that I was like oh um, and thinking about people I was attracted to and when, when I was in high school and younger and whatever that like I just really wanted to be just like them or whatever yeah um, or even like really like I was bunch of boys too that I was like oh they're so cool I want to be just like them and like did I do you want to be like them do you want to be with them do you want to be them and that pendulum has continued to swing back and forth in such a confusing way (laughs) um that is there's no break um but as far as just getting your fucking shit rocked seeing somebody and being like (laughs) Oh, um, (laughs) the first time I, the first day I went to college, um, everybody at, uh, in the band we were in introduced our, introduced themselves and you had a very freshly shaved head and it ruined my life. Love ya. I can't do that right now. (laughs) No, we don't have to go any further into it, but like. That is the experience your Matthew McConaughey story brought to mind. Um. Woo! The tears are flowing. It's a two-parter, you know? We gotta get deep. They're on on the brink. Oh, I don't mean to make you cry. Could be the two shots of gin. We we both... No, 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 it's good. Everybody cried in the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Including the girl who sells apples. Queen, where you at? Girl, get at me, please. (laughs) Uh, anyway. You don't have to address yeah, that at all. It's, it's, it's just what <laughs> it made me nope, think of. Just gonna roll right through it. Um, yeah, so I was super, well, and this is, this is kind of the back and forth, like, I was super masculine presenting, like, I ha- I wasn't quite 
so I, I had a shaved head at some point and then had kind of been growing it out. Well, actually, so... I was thinking about that today, actually. I shaved it the summer before my senior year. I was going to shave it before I went to grad school, but got drunk and shaved it a year early. I then grew it out for three, four, four full years. So I shaved it in 2012 and cut it the three days after one of my best friend's wedding, which was in August of 2016. So it was like four years and change. And it was all the way down to like my lower back. And I have one picture of it when it's that long. Yeah. It got so long that I couldn't, because I would wear it French braided at work every single day. And it got to a point where I couldn't French braid it back and down. I would have to either cinch it halfway and do like a braid to the base of my neck and then leave it or I would braid it to the side because I couldn't my arms aren't that flexible I'm a runner so my arms like I (laughs) my hair can't get any longer because I have to go up and back and I'm out of arm yeah that's what I it had it was a side a side action a side saddle if you will I might so in the whole like for half of that time I was in grad school and it was just like doing whatever it was doing um but then I was in a both cis presenting and also cis relationship um straight presenting cis relationship we'll we'll call it uh with someone I cared about very much um that's the story for a whole nother day but I was able to hide. He was perceived as hypermasculine. He was not stereotypically masculine in his personal his personality, um, but his body was hypermasculine, um, super fit, super slim. And it was that same question of like, do I want to touch this body or do I like wish I had this body? Is touching it enough to make me feel like I had it? Um, And so for three and a half years, I was able to hide all of that stuff in this other person, which is something also that we can talk about at another time, um, how we relate to other people and how they relate to us. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I didn't, I, I was really kind of thinking about it, but I feel like my angst was more focused on the fact that we were in this long distance relationship we had plans to be together he was gonna come back to new york and then it came almost time for him to come back to new york and i was like actually never mind um and like as soon as we broke up as soon as i recovered from the depression of our breakup sort of sort of recovered um I was able to give myself the space to start thinking about these things because I was alone for the first time. And it wasn't like, I'm not a serial dater. I've just always been around enough people to choose someone to date in undergrad or grad school. And then I was introduced to this person through a friend. So I hadn't been single for a lot of time and I hadn't really been able to be queer for a lot of time I think that was also part of it um finally being able to like 
be fucking gay and I was on Tinder dating girls and I like made some really great friends uh one really great friend in particular which is like amazing that like whenever we're together people are like how'd you meet it's like oh we met on Tinder lol um but I could like be queer with queer friends and do queer things and go out and and cruise and not just like be a queer girl at a queer club dating a dude from grad school I really miss I miss being like seen in that sort of community like this that's this is my really only like you and you're in my relationship is my really only like very aggressively queer space right now um yeah because I had been in a very tight group well when we were when we were both in college together there was a small crowd of people who were starting to mess around in uh, a not straight way wherever they all are now you know bless them yeah. all hope you're all well um yeah and then, uh after he, but after he had left I had fallen into a into a group of people at the time who all identified as lesbians very strongly and we were all like mm. a very tight group of people you know good bad or otherwise and I don't want to see a lot of them ever again um and there are a couple of them I keep in touch with occasionally um you know um but in the end of my relationship and you know whatever else I lost that community um and I Mm. moved to Vermont uh for reasons we can discuss at a later date and um I hope you can hear the loons that's cool um but I it's the main state bird is it the way Mm -hmm. life should be um (laughs) uh, I moved to Vermont for reasons we can discuss at a later date um and then uh when I lived in southern Vermont I really 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 didn't know anybody and then I spent two years I was in a very rural part of southern Vermont um, and then uh, I had been very, I was really active on Tinder Den. I, ha- I had driven a couple hours to meet up with a girl in Massachusetts or whatever and like um, really was not having much success because of where I was. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to move to Burlington. I'm going to be a slut. Like, I'm going to go to grad school. I'm going to fuck all these girls. Like, whatever. I'm going to have so much fun. And like, it's not as easy as one would think as much press as Vermont and Burlington gets for being like very gay, not very gay. Um, all of the lesbians are over 60. Um, they're also, Hey, I'm down to fuck. So (laughs) (laughs) they're also all capital L lesbians, which is not something I have interest in participating in. Um, speaking of labels that feel wrong. Um, yeah, fair. Um, at the time when I had, had this community that was how I identified whether I liked it or not um I did not Hmm. but um I really lost a lot of the queer gay whatever community I all of it um that community I had um and that is something I miss sometimes because um yeah it's a different sort of knowing it's a togetherness and the otherness you know um as yeah. much as I'm, I'm so, so grateful of the friends I have now and they are so welcoming and inclusive of me and like really accept me in a way that a lot of people have never done. Um, yeah. Most of them are straight, which is incredible also that yeah. like they're so good to me, even though, 
you know, they're all straight, whatever. Um, but I would like, I would like some queer community. That would be good. I have to pee so bad. I could take a pee break. So let's do a pee break. Keep the recording running just for syncing. Um, when we come back, I want to talk about, uh, explaining non-binariness in particular. What I like, how I want to take that is about dating cis men. I'm curious to see what you have to say as I am now very recently for the first time dating a cis man. And go. concludes part one of our first two-part episode we'll be back in two weeks with part two thank you to lit match productions for having us on the network thank you to leah eve corbett for designing our logo and thank you so much to zach jackson for composing our theme music making it very easy to pull out a redaction sound and stick our theme song in the beginning middle and end of episodes a quick personal thank you from me thank you to john for dealing with emergency tech support text messages while we are recording having someone in your back pocket is super appreciated and really helpful makes this whole process easier thank you all so much for listening please do like subscribe leave a rating leave a review it's a podcast you know what to do follow us on socials send us messages and generally shower us with your love and attention see you in two weeks